Oh, yeah. Hey, party people. I have on Ashley this week. And Ashley, I I guess you found me or we found each other. God brought us together 100%. It's one of those things where I'm just like, how did this happen? But it's amazing. Started talking to each other, audio messages, and we were just going back and forth. Like, And I was like, this girl, it's just, you meet people in your life where you just start talking. And you're like, have I known you my entire life? This is, it's just comfortable. It makes sense. So we were getting into the whole feminist thing and, you know, I guess getting out of it. And, and it, I, I, I'm not hesitating saying that. I am hesitating saying that because I still care about women and girls. I don't want people to like misunderstand that. But I'm also not under the illusion that men are bad and that staying at home and being a work from home mom or just being a mom is a bad thing. So, I mean, you can definitely chime in there. I completely agree. Uh, I was actually thinking about it this morning, you know, when, and when I was, I want to say probably it started with Tumblr. There's, there's where it all started it was oh God. Tumblr in high school. Oh my gosh. And by like 18, 19, I was definitely like really into like liberal feminism. And I feel like looking back now, my brain was basically rotted out. Um, <laughs> and then as I got older and liberal feminism failed me with like just added trauma and crap um, yep. because it just preaches like, go be promiscuous, go do all these crazy things, do, do drugs, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, it's all about having fun and feeling good. And then I leaned more radical feminist. And then that just became like literally like, men should die um and I was like okay well maybe this is this is really insane um and I just kind of started paying attention to the other side of things and I was like this is actually way more logical and I guess I kind of started looking to like what do people who I want my life to look like like what are they doing mm. and uh that kind of made a huge flip um and then I lost a lot of friends because everyone thinks I'm kind of crazy now. Uh, but I think because you got out of the feminism movement. Yeah, because I just am like, you know, I still obviously I, I love women. I care about women. Yeah. I think you know women are very important. Um, women and girls, especially with everything going on today with like mm -hmm. the trans ideology, like I think it's so important that we protect women and girls. Mm -hmm. But I also think that feminism has has really destroyed our culture and society. Um, people are miserable. Men and women don't know how to have relationships. I think the sexual revolution was horrible for us. Um, you know, now women are like, I don't know how to tell a guy no. And I'm like, my grandma had no issue smacking a guy's hand and being like, don't touch me. And now yeah. women are like, we can't do that. And I think you know, birth control can, I guess, be useful. I'm not really a fan of it. I think that the hormones and stuff are just all I'm bad. a hardcore not fan of it. Like, I, it literally is dysregulating. It's disrupting your a woman's natural body doing what it does. Like, yeah. You're disrupting that. And it's no wonder women get like suicidal. No, there's always crazy side effects that are unwanted. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just like, yeah, the classic phrase, and I'm sure women love hearing this and men, you don't want to have a baby, you don't have sex. Like, I just don't believe in the birth control thing. Um, I mean, I believe in the one of not having sex, but not the chemical. It's crap. Stopping your period or what? My neighbor mentioned the other, I guess, right before I moved, she goes, you know, we're like the first generation of women who was on birth control since they were children. 
mm. you know, because they, they're giving it to 14 year olds, 15 year olds, 16 year olds. The first time it was given to me, I was 17. And um, it was horrible. It was horrible. I will never take birth control again. Um, but I think opening the gates of birth control, I mean, men were like, okay, well, we can get what we want from women without consequence. It just benefited them greatly. Seriously. And, you know, uh, women just have, again, it's just, just destroying our bodies and wreaking havoc on our hormones. And there's, yep. you know, we're on the receiving end of that. Men are just like, oh, it's having fun time. And also yeah. you should get an abortion because it's empowering. It's an act of love. Some chicken convert. I don't know what this video was, was like speaking to some congressperson being like, an abortion is an act of love. It, it's just so sick. I'm like, how disgusting. You were destroying a human life. Like, that's a, that's a child. Yeah. You're praising that? Sick. It doesn't make any sense to me. I definitely, I, I almost can't understand how I used to think. Like, I genuinely Same. don't understand I how I used to think. And looking back, I just feel like I was regurgitating crap that I was told was, you know, the right thing, the moral thing. It made you a good person. It made you empathetic. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was just evil. Like those mm -hmm. were, that was all evil. And I was miserable. All my friends were miserable. Like we were all miserable. And I, I, I can't understand why I thought any of that was acceptable, but I do think with sexual revolution, with birth control and abortion, it definitely degraded society, degraded relationships between men and women. Because before that, you know, it was the assumption that you would get married and then have sex and then have children. Right. Yeah. And now we have, you know, so many kids with no, no dad, which is not statistically horrible for children. Um, mm -hmm. The statistics show, you know, if you're, there's no dad in the home, you're more likely to not be in school, be a teen parent, uh, be a single parent yourself someday, go to prison. Crime. Like, oh, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how can we be saying that? Obviously, how in feminism they say, oh, well, women just are better than men. And I'm like, are we? Because all these single mothers are raising kids and they turn out to be criminals. So, like, obviously, we need feminine energy and masculine energy to have a healthy kid. Yep. Um, and. 100%. You know, obviously in cases of abuse, I think that's an issue, but I don't think that we should just be encouraging like, oh, we don't need fathers in the home. Fathers are useless. And I saw that a lot, mm -hmm. um, especially more in radical feminism, where it was just like, screw men. You don't need them. We don't need men at all. I feel like you probably saw that more on Tumblr. I definitely saw a side of that on, because I'm not on Tumblr. I was on that years ago. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was more like, I just saw this like GIF, like trendy video montage of tweets of young radical feminists being like, men don't need an, shouldn't have an opinion, uh, no uterus, no opinion. I don't know if that's one of the things I said, but just like really sick stuff. Men should die. Like all men, I'm like, okay, clearly you were damaged by a man, either your father or a boyfriend, whatever. And I'm not saying this lightly to be like, you're a loser that happened to you. I'm like, this is very common. I'm saying this empathetically. It's mm -hmm. just very clear to me that a lot of feminists that are like, fuck men and um, just have male trauma and that's real and that's very common. I don't think choosing an outlet that channels your anger to be more angry is going to help you out. It's gonna make it worse. I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, it's it's 
you know, I, I can at least say for myself, that's where it stemmed from. I lost my father when I was 15 and, you know, my mom and I didn't get along growing up. So mm -hmm. I turned to male attention. I was a teenager and, um, yep. and it just, the common. trauma, I mean, the trauma just added up. I couldn't stand men. Uh, I really couldn't stand them. And now looking back, I'm like, this does it, it, it really stemmed from a lot of trauma and, I look at women and back even when I was in feminism and we, we would have never wanted to be with the man who was like, I hate women. So why would a guy want to be with us if we're walking around going, I hate men. I hate them. Yeah. I think I was, I can't, yeah. How I was around my husband. I think it was so awkward. Like it really ignited some like bitterness within me where, and like, obviously there's some jokes and stuff in TV shows, whatever that I watch before I went into feminism where I'm like, that's pretty fucked up. But then when I was in the feminism thing, like first starting out, like really jumped head first, uh, you know, I'm watching stuff and I couldn't, I became kind of unbearable. I'm not like, I don't know. It was just unbearable to watch some stuff. I just became hypersensitive to anybody poking fun at a woman or yep. making some sort of sexist comment, sexist comment. And I'm like, obviously, I mean, sexist comments and men being men like that are, shitty is gonna exist but should it sit should it have to destroy me and me be like oh, i'm so triggered um i don't know i'm like i think i was pretty unbearable with my husband how awkward who wants to have sex with someone who's angry at you like your sex like no. ugh, how unattractive i look back and i'm like i don't know how my husband dealt with that but like you know i'm glad we are where we're at now uh you know we both grew up a lot um I would say definitely when we first started dating, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't shining stars then. Um, <laughs> we were kind of a mess. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we, I'm glad that we stuck through that. Although it's very popular to just say, screw it. Like, yeah. why even bother trying on to the next? Yeah. Um, and then sure. in my opinion, obviously, you know, not every person you date is going to be the one, but if you give up on everyone pretty soon, you're going to be 40 and alone. Um, you know, and especially if you believe that you're supposed to be, there's nothing wrong with having a career as a woman. All right. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But mm -hmm. if you believe that thing, like you have to have that career and having a family and kids brings you down and makes you not want to do what you want to do. And, yeah. um, how obvious is that, that it's, I just see some parallels with like BLM and all these things that are like destroyed the nuclear family where I'm like, well, that's definitely destroying the family. If a woman is in her later years of life and she's not married and she doesn't have kids and then she's like i'm miserable yeah. or, or maybe can't even admit that to herself and she's just perpetually bitter and she doesn't even realize that that's why i'm not saying that you have to have babies either but you're missing an opportunity to embrace a, like a natural part of you like women yeah. have babies you know what i'm saying so that was um, there was what was it in ali beth ducky's book she talks about how women um, all of us have this maternal instinct and the ones who don't have kids just end up getting animals and they use, they take, put all their energy into that. And that's where their maternal instinct goes. And yeah. Like, I mean, I have three cats. I'm yeah, like, I, I could definitely see that, <laughs> which is great. There's nothing wrong with that either. That's beautiful. Like if you don't have kids, it's totally on you. I'm not making, you know, people make their own choices, but it's, it's nice that you can use you know, animals as an outlet for sure. Yes. I mean, I go outside and kiss my chickens. I can't control myself. I'm just like, oh, I would so too. They're, totally. they're, 
cuts um and they're good to eat so <laughs> i'm like i love you and now i'm going to eat so thank you for that thank you for your body uh, one of my first pregnancy cravings was i would see my ducks in the backyard and i would just be like i want to eat you with curry and rice and i was oh, like man, oh man i bet. No. I stop looking out the what is food yeah. go figure oh gosh but um oh so i had another thing that i thought of and then it just popped out of my head having kids nuclear having family. kids um what was it it's okay how you lost friends because you got pregnant oh yeah you know getting pregnant definitely <laughs> can you explain um, that i told my husband that and he was like i don't understand what i think you it's because it. for so long i was like i'm not having kids like mm -hmm. it's just not happening the world is too messed up like i don't think i'd be good at being a parent like just because I was so I had all this trauma and I I was definitely, I mean five years ago six years ago when I first met my husband, I was I was on a bunch of psychiatric medications which made me like actually crazy like I yeah. can firmly say that those pills are what made me crazy it wasn't totally. that I was crazy it's that the drugs they had me on made Seriously. me seriously. And then getting off of those drugs made me seriously insane. Um, mm. But my husband was like, you don't need all of this. Like, you just need to go outside. Like, you just seriously. need to be outside. Yeah. And um, yep. he wasn't wrong. Uh, you know, he's definitely saved my life in a way from all of that. Uh, and then in the past year or so, I've just been progressively more and more sane and healthy to where, again, you know, you start hitting your 30s I'm almost 30 and I'm thinking you know I don't want to just have cats the rest of my life I love my cats but I'm bored I'm bored and yeah. I'm not a career woman I'm never wanted to be a career woman it's just not yeah. my thing I it's you never want to sit in a cubicle from like nine to five and not talk to anyone and just do your stuff yeah it's miserable. Anytime that I worked, I was, I was so incredibly stressed and it definitely put strain on my relationships because I was, I was stressed and I was grumpy all the time because I was exhausted and it, the house was a mess. Everything was a disaster. Not that my house is spick and span clean all the time, but I mean, it was really like, we didn't mm -hmm. have time to do laundry. We didn't have time. Exactly. Both people are working. Yep. And it just becomes a crap show. I mean, it was, it was horrible. Um, and then I guess I that's another point of feminism. I do think, and that's, you know, another, other hot topic is I, I think that the push for women being out of the home really is to get a second taxes on, on that one household. Yeah. Um, great for the government. And then the government has your kids. I mean, it, it's crazy. People are like, oh, you thinking of working? And I'm like, so I can pay all of my income to childcare? It's like 500 something dollars a week. That's like also good point about this. This also helps. This is such a um, abrupt uh, jump. But I just thought of that. Like if you're both parents are working that nine to five job or whatever, um, you're going to have to pay for childcare or put your or a nanny. I'm like, isn't that like I, I talked to my mom about this recently. I'm like, the amount of kids that get sexually abused in childcare and with nannies is insane. I'm like, this helps all pedophiles. Like, I'm like, I would never want to be away from my kids and have someone else look after my effing child. Like, 
I mean, dude, it's like, no, hello. It just, it's setting yeah. it up for disaster. No matter how good you may know a person, like sex, sex trafficking is so real and just manipulating children. It's just, I mean, especially now, my God. That's one of the things I wrote in my notes. Um, public schools. Every every public school I've ever been to had a pedophile that got arrested at one point. And yeah, our principal in our high school, school was like coming on to young girls and giving them like necklaces. And I mean, that's the only that's the part that we heard. Oh, yeah. And there are multiple stories, you know, I've heard of other teachers who didn't get arrested who are still teaching. Oh yeah, they so, moved to a different school. That's so common. Men protecting yeah. men in that way where they just move into a different company or state or whatever. Hello, uh, the Vatican and Catholicism anyway. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. It's horrible. I mean, by the way, there's a movie called spotlight. You should definitely watch it. Um, I, I finished it and I was like, tell me something I don't know, but it's about <laughs> uh, Catholicism and pedophilia and shit. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting that Hollywood does these movies, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, especially like now that I'm pregnant where I'm like, no, I, I don't want to work outside the home because I'm not a childcare costs a lot. Like I was reading online, people pay like 500 plus a week on childcare. That's about how much I could potentially, I don't even think I could make that much. I mean, if I was doing 10 right. hours an hour working full time, I wouldn't come home with enough to cover the cost of childcare. So I would be yes. going to work and losing money because I'd have to pay childcare. I'd have to pay for gas. I'd have to pay for the clothes that I need for my job. I'd have to pay for all of these things. And yeah. for what? For, so, so somebody else can raise, raise your child. Parents. Exactly. You know, so many parents that are older, you know, I've talked to a lot of my friends, parents or, you know, family friends that I've just known for years. And they're all like, I just don't understand like how my values didn't stick to my kid. And I'm like, well, you were at work for 10 hours every day and you spent like two hours with them, plopped them in front of the TV and fed them. Yeah, exactly. You're come home tired. Yeah. Yeah. They, you didn't have time to, to, you know, teach those things to your kids. And then when you did teach them, you'd send them away for 10 hours. And like, when I look back on school, I'm not like, Oh man, this teacher had this crazy impact on me. I'm like, wow, I listened to all of my idiot friends. I'm what to do with my life. <laughs> um, you know, the people who have the most impact on you in high school and middle school are your peers. And that's just, that's just how it is. And I'm sorry, but what group of 15 year olds really realistically has a really good idea? Um, None. Zero. Yeah, <laughs> none of us, um, you know, we, and especially teenage girls, because we're so, we talk so much, you know, guys, when they're stressed out, they're just like, all right, let's play some video games and, you know, not talk to each other for five yeah. hours. And yeah. girls are like, let's literally dissect everything. Like, oh, he looked to the left while you guys were talking. Let's try and figure out why. Um, yeah. So next thing you know, like we all just have these horrible ideas that turn into a crap show. And yeah. and parents are like, I don't understand what's going on. And I'm like, well, you're not spending any time with your kid. You're sending them away to be indoctrinated. Yeah. And they come home from school. Yeah. Oh, they so come from school. Christian parents. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> especially christian parents you know if you send your kid to a public school they're teaching atheism they're not teaching christianity oh, yeah they so... took god out of the school man yeah kids sit no... for the uh pledge of allegiance because i can't believe they even still have that yeah. um which there's this thing oh i wish i had the website in front of me um what time are we at because i want to write it down if i can remember where is it oh um that you can 
petition or something where you print out a sign that says, in God we trust. And there's something within the public school system that if you come to them saying, hey, I have this sign that says, in God we trust, you have to put this in your, they have to put that in their classroom somewhere where it's visibly like displayed. It's something that the schools have to obey. And I was like, what? Yeah, someone locally is doing that in uh, Austin, Texas. And I was like, that's freaking amazing. I'll have to put that's that in there. really neat. When I was yeah. in high school, our teachers didn't make us stand anymore for like the pledge or say it. We didn't have to stand or say it. We what? Were really? We had to be quiet. We just weren't allowed to talk um, during the pledge. And that Are you was serious? Stupid. Yep. That what's the, the, what's the point of the pledge if you're not like, okay, that's I crazy. have no idea. And I'm just assuming that it's gotten worse from there. Oh, yeah, I, it has. You've, I don't know if you've seen you photos know, of the... graduated uh, 10 years ago, or almost 11 years ago. So, oh, I'm, yeah. You know, They've from, taken the flag down. They put up the trans, the BLM, the uh, even like Mao or some communism thing, which is insane. That was in California. Of course it was. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen sick. the TikToks of like the, you know, trans or non-binary teachers who are like, how do I explain this to my preschoolers? And I'm like, well, they're four. So I don't know. Why are you talking about sexuality? Why are you making it about yeah. you? Like, why, you do, know, why are you not doing your job? Obvious pedo like predator groomer. Yeah, it's so sad. These people are so hijacked by the enemy, <laughs> Satan. That like some of them may not even realize the the garbage they're like the damage they're doing. Like yeah. they're so disillusioned by and doing that. Actually, I think they're getting lucky. People, I mean, um, I don't know. I think China owns America at this point. Like what know, the fuck? Yeah, I, I you know, and it's crazy. I was telling my well, husband. Yeah. China is like, we need masculine men, like none of these femi boys on the team. I heard about that. They're like and then, feminizing men in America, but then in China, they're like promoting all this stuff on their end of the propaganda, which is like masculine, <laughs> make, making men masculine. And I was like, what? This is so obvious. They're trying to like lower America, raise China. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Masculine men. TikTok is, is garbage. Like, and I, that's somehow controversial. I do think men, men build society. Like, I'm sorry, who built my house? It was a bunch men of men. Yes, yeah. There might've been a woman or two, but it's primarily men. Yeah. And women like, can, but it's like, exactly. I'm like, I, yeah. men have that strength because hello, biology exists. I, I talk to my friends. I'm like, how many, you want to go be a plumber and work with crap? You know, my husband's a plumber. <laughs> not, I don't, none of my friends are like, yeah, you know what? I want to go be a plumber. They're not. It's gross. I don't want to do that. Yeah, who runs that show? Uh, Dirty Jobs, whatever. Micro, a male. Micro. Just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. When my brother was a little kid, they had like a, I think he was like seven or eight. They had him like fill out this big sheet. It was like, who's your hero? And that was his hero. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Micro I love it. My, I think Mike is a pretty legit SDNA dude. Yeah. Um, I agree. I've, I've, you know, watched some of his stuff. Oh, it was one of his videos was just him next to a dumpster on fire in California. <laughs> and I was like, this like, is 2021. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, seems accurate of California. Um, oh yeah. That's a state you will never see me visit. Oh um, man, it's so bad. I mean, I fled from there and, I, you know, I, I found myself like word vomiting to the locals here about how bad it is. I still do it. And they're just looking at me like, you know, they don't get it. I mean, of course they're not. I'm like, I tell them, like, you're not going to, I can tell you all this stuff like for the entire day, but if you're not there living it and seeing it, you have no idea how bad it is. Like, I'm not exaggerating. It's just, yeah. it's horrible. It's so, they don't want anything like fun or logical going on there. 
Like they shut down a school, like a preschool, I believe, recently because the kids weren't wearing masks. Okay. Like, it's I don't ridiculous. remember being able to get a preschooler to do anything, um, but <laughs> it's like very typical of preschooler trying to put a mask on their face all day. I know, it's uh, sick. I think it's just every time I see a kid with a mask on, it, I'm just like, child abuse, like it's yeah. really hard to look at. It makes me very sad. It, it makes me very sad because um, I just can't imagine doing that to my kid. I mean, Blaze and I live pretty normal lives. We, uh, we don't do anything crazy. You don't go out of our way to um, avoid living, really. I mean, we just live because, yeah. yeah, that's what life is for, to keep living. And, yeah. um, you know, some some of our friends and family just, they feel the same way. And others just are horrified and super concerned about us. And we're just like, we're fine. You know, we're fine. Uh and in my opinion, COVID's going to be here. It's never going to go away. No, Just like what virus have we totally exterminated? Like it's, yeah. it obviously gets less severe over time, but I'm like this whole lie. I mean, there's so many lies about it and so many things that I cannot believe people are still following it in any capacity, way, shape or form. It's just obvious. They're not paying attention to any, anything. They're just listening to bullshit on the news, you know, and everything moves so fast that you forget all the lies they've said. Yeah. Which I mean, is, I yeah. remember when COVID was first happening and they're like, people are dropping dead in the streets. And I'm like, where, where are people dropping dead? In the I didn't see it anywhere. When, when COVID was happening, the only people dropping dead in the streets were the people being shot in Atlanta and um, <laughs> like the violent oh, crime has oh, yeah. soared. And, you know, mm -hmm. I will say all the, t all the things they post their, in Atlanta now, they're like, can you identify this person? They committed a murder here. And I'm like, no, I can't because they were wearing a mask, you know? And I'm like, well, at least they didn't spread COVID before they killed all those people. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, well, that's oh, good my news, Lord. you know? And before that in Atlanta, the, on most of the gas stations, liquor stores you went to, I mean, it specifically said like no face coverings allowed. Because really? Of, yeah, because of violent Holy crime. Holy shit! Wow. When was this? Twenty? What, what was the year? When did it start? I can't remember now. I want to say twenty twenty. Yeah. When it first started. God. So I'm like, it's that, I mean, on even a gas station Holy near shit. my mother's house, and we, you know, she lives in a in one of the safest places you can live in Georgia, and even the gas stations here, you know, no face coverings allowed. Like that was a thing. That's crazy. You committed a crime and your face was covered they couldn't see you and it made that you know it was threatening to have somebody walk in with their face covered and right it's always been like that. yeah you, don't, you can't identify makes, yeah it makes me feel freaked out sometimes when i've seen all these people with their face covered i'm like oh my you god like zombies like, man I, I i there was this lady wearing pants that matched my jacket pretty closely a couple of days ago at the grocery store and i leaned in and i was like hey we're almost matching and I, I was definitely like, there's no way you could miss me. I'm like leaned into her peripheral and I like pointed mm -hmm. and she had a mask on and just like, I didn't exist. And I was like, the mask, like it uh, removes so much of your perception and like you gathering information about the surrounding mm -hmm. around you, surrounding around you that I'm like, I think she totally missed that I exist because I don't know. It just... It's so bad. And that's another reason why it's so disturbing to me that I see kids wearing masks because I'm like, kids have to learn like what what bad people look like or what to be scared of or not, not scared of, but like how to spot good, bad and like how to take in information and 
like your your face is like so much information that a human needs to know to learn how to assess this person and suss them out. Yeah. I'm like, this is awful. And I can't even imagine how this is going to impact those kids in the future. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, one of the first things when the, the masks, when everything was like, you got to put on masks. I told my husband, I was like, I can't stand this because if I have to wear a mask at the store, I can't smile at babies. Like I love smiling awful. at babies. But I can't, they don't know I'm smiling at them. They I can't know. tell anymore. And, um, with kids, uh, I know a preschool teacher and she was telling me the kids whose parents make them wear masks, the kids are just totally different. They're not as social. They're very quiet. They're very subdued. And the kids yep. who don't wear masks are probably, because they feel, they probably feel like they've done something wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, I mean, slaves and people that are imprisoned, like have shackles. I mean, it's just such a visual of you're choosing to become your own slave and you're giving you're feeding your it's like man choosing by proxy or i always get that one the other one confused i think that's what it is where like you the, the parents fear is now being ingrained in the child like who's it's like the vegan cat scenario like how is a cat vegan who's making the cat vegan the parents right. or the owner. so i'm like where's yeah. that really from the parents it's you know what suicide rates have gone up in kids kids like ages like five to seventeen. It's like when were five year olds killing themselves before? I mean, what five year old is having suicidal no. thoughts? Like that is not normal. When I was five, I didn't even know that killing yourself was a thing that, that happened. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it existed. I was five, so like that yeah. is really disturbing. Like that is really disturbing that little kids feel so hopeless. Because, I mean, all adults are teaching them is be scared of everybody and the world sucks. You're gonna, I mean, it's like in the 70s and they were like, acid rain's going to kill us all. Well, guess yeah. what? Acid rain's going to kill have, us. My dad brought that up a, a couple of years ago. I asked him about, like, global warming or something. And he was like, he laughed. And he was like, they do this. They've been doing this for forever. There's an old video of Leonard Nimoy talking about, like, global cooling. Like, it's always something about the environment, which that's just a whole other conversation about. Uh, uh, I'm not going to call it chemtrails because people are going to check out if I say that, even though I just said that. But geoengineering, <laughs> which anyway, I won't get into that because that's just a whole other fucking topic. Oh, yeah, my, my husband could go into that. He, he loves oh, that sweet. stuff. Oh, he loves that stuff. Um, I mean, listen, I watched a Frankenstein's documentary and I'm, I'm able to look at something and go, yeah, you know, I don't believe that, like the flat earth thing. I'm like, I don't necessarily believe that, but I'm not going to tell people that believe that, that they're wrong. I'm like, whatever, they can believe that. But that shit, geoengineering, I'm like, just look it up, dude. Like, look up and then look it up. I mean, the technology out there that people just don't seem to understand. I mean, we have nanotechnology that is so small, it can be as small as a blood cell. A blood cell. And that's that's technology in that. And it, it people don't seem to get that. And there's plenty of information out there Um and it just amazes me that people have this just complete denial where they can see it and they just will not believe it. Well, uh, I guess it's been smeared so heavily because, you know, why would movies and the news and whatnot bring up like the fact that chemtrails or whatever uh, is, you know, a lie or a conspiracy theory? I'm like, well, why are you saying that so heavily? Why would you I need to? I feel like movies tend to... I feel like movies say a lot of truth and people think they're just like Hollywood fiction. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Like on Netflix, totally. there, there's some show about like half animal, half people like 
things. I don't know. It's weird, but they're Animals. doing stuff like that. Like that's stuff they're really doing. I know. That's real life. Um, and people think that it's just this science fiction and that it's all fake and pretend. But I think that the truth is always right there in your face. You know, totally. the, the, these elites, whatever you want to call them, Hollywood, the politicians, yep. they always, they tell the truth. Exactly. They also just tell a trillion lies and then they, they say the lie more than they say the truth. They let that truth out there one time because that's what they do. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I think the truth is always out there. It's in, hidden in plain sight. And they give you the option. So that way, at the end of the day, they exactly. can say, well, we told you the truth. It's not my fault you didn't know how to have discernment. Totally. Like you all know, those movies like about, you know, even Black Mirror. I mean, that was terrifying when I saw it. And then the more our reality plays out, uh, the more I'm like, that shit was not like a movie. I think that's heavily a predictor. And then all these movies about replacement, like, oh, my God, there's a new Apple TV one that was absolutely sickening uh swan song it's about this guy who's dying and then they make a clone of him and he replaces him he's not dead yet and he gets all mad at the clone he's like you're not me it's just disgusting and i'm like why and then there's the other shit i mean this spiral uh detroit become human amazing video game i loved it just good um it's so fantastic so emotional but then i realized i'm like it, it i think it taught me or tried to teach me to have empathy and sympathy for robots because the whole game is about become human. Like you're playing a synth, whatever you want to call it. And there's these situations that happen that are really gut wrenching and really well written where it's, I'm like, you wind up crying at some of this stuff. I'm like, I'm crying over a fucking robot. Like, I mean, robot rights is going to be a thing in the future. Like I, I guarantee it. Oh, it is. I think that all of these movies and all of these games, it's its really to normalize. Your eyes rolled back so hard when you said that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I get that from my mom. We both um, <laughs> That's awesome. Roll. Sorry. It was funny. We roll our eyes real hard. Um, but it's to normalize all of this stuff. Totally. It's to make it not a big shock when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, because especially our generation, we've been desensitized to this stuff since childhood um, yeah. that people don't get freaked out anymore where I definitely like we blaze and I watched a Black Mirror episode a couple months ago. And afterwards, I was like traumatized. I yeah, was like, that up. was really scary. And he was like, you're scared. And I'm like, I am terrified right now. Like, that was scary. You didn't tell me I was going to be scared. And I mean, I've seen a lot of Black Mirror episodes and they usually leave me feeling very uncomfortable. But I was yeah. like, that one was really scary to me. And I've always had that with movies. Like there's like E.T. scared the crap out of me. I don't like E.T. at all. I've never liked that and creature. Charlie and the no. Chocolate Factory is a little Maybe. kid. Holy heck. I still don't go on tube slides because I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck in one. And I was like, that's not normal. This movie was weird and creepy. It's very dark. Yeah. Like, very, oh, very weird. Die. Like, what's up with that? And that was supposed to be yeah. fun. It was weird. It was not normal. Definitely but... weird. The whole tunnel thing, WTF to the high yeah, heavens. Yeah, the tunnel thing was terrifying. <laughs> and, you know, so media has always, like, things have made me anxious. Like, even Bowser and Mario oh the video game music it. definitely is programmed so you, it puts fear in you i makes it harder to beat that boss you know i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't play games like i you know i would watch my neighbors play video games more than i would play them. me too so me too so so scared. much prince of persia and i'm like i'm not playing that game this shit's no 
yeah, I was like, this is scary. Another and thing about the Black Mirror thing and movies that are scary or, or whatever, um, if they happen or when they happen in real life, it's very possible that you look at that and go, oh, it's you're not as affected by it because you're like, oh, it's just a movie. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though it's real life, though. So you're just like, oh, it's fine. It's just, it's yeah. just like that movie. It's fine. You know, it doesn't feel like as big as a deal. Um, something my brother had mentioned with uh, being in the Marines and in infantry is he's like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of psychos here who just want to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's genuinely what they want to do. And while I do always think that people have joined the military and there have always been crazy people who are like, yeah, I just want to kill someone. Yeah. Um, I feel like that it's it's more common now. And I think that violent video games has a lot to do with that. Um, you know, you get a bunch of kid playing kids playing war games. And I said something to my husband like months back where I'm looking at this video game commercial for the Call of Duty game. And I'm like, isn't it kind of weird that we made a video game out of someone's trauma? Oh my God. Like, you know, we have all these veterans coming back with horrible trauma and we're like, you know what? Let's make a video game out of it for little kids. Video game industry is so disgusting. Like the whole Twitch thing. Listen, I came from that. Legitimately came from that. And it is the most egocentric, self-centered, me, me, me. Um, Also, like the women that go on Twitch, I'm just like, they slut themselves out. It's just horrific. And then the men become vile, disgusting. Like the amount of abuse and disgusting DMs I got show me your feet, wanted to buy me outfits that I'd wear and like take a photo of my butt wearing that outfit they bought. It's just like, you're a fucking prostitute, dude. Do you, do you think the people that are watching you, which by the way are mostly men and bo- young boys, do you think the people watching you like actually care about you, dude? They care about your body and how much tit you can show or how much they can get away with because the anonymity, whatever the hell over, <laughs> you know the word, <laughs> yeah. anonymous capability there is through the roof. <laughs> it's just like, Mm. horrific and i can't even imagine the whole sex trafficking angle of that i i suspect e3 which is one of the biggest gaming conventions and i've again been a part of that you know big honor star player crap i'm like those things are programmed or made for um men to take advantage of women and rape them like i mean it happened to me and i woke me up to just the whole gaming industry and conventions in general I mean, most of it, a lot of men go there, obviously, and boys, but the girls that do go, like, you're like walking bait. You know, my old friend, the one who who really didn't want to be my friend after I wasn't as into feminism and more conservative and got pregnant and all that, she was... How did she show you that, by the way? Like, how did you know that she was like, "Mm, ew, you're pregnant? Like, what happened? was really weird about it when I met I told her I was pregnant and she I said that you know we're having a baby and she was like what do you mean and I'm like hell you think what I else mean? is there to yeah what huh? else is there to say about that <laughs> like we're ha- like I'm pregnant like duh and she she just seemed kind of off put but she had been like really weird the past few weeks leading up to that and I was like something's off like obviously she's she's not happy with me but i didn't do anything to her like specifically like i never did anything like crazy so i just kind of ignored it and then she just messaged me one day and was like we can't be friends and i was like bye um i I, you know i i gave the apology of i'm sorry you feel that way because i 
am not sorry for being myself, but I'm sorry yeah. that me being me makes her not want to be my friend. Like that sucks. But at the end of wow. the day, um, it sucks more for her, I think, than me because I'm fine. Oh, for sure. Um, and it's not a huge loss on was. my end because yeah. why would I want someone like that around my kids someday? Exactly. Um, you know, it, it sounds like she probably wanted you to stay miserable with her. And now that you're like, ah, you know, this isn't really for me. I'm going to live my life and choose this path. I think, I don't know. Is that a similar thing happened to me? Not obviously identical, but it got really awkward and I could tell something was up and she wasn't acting herself. It just wasn't as open. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like me leaning more into and, and discovering myself and leaning more into the truth, just speaking truth <clears throat> made my, ex-best friend was really uncomfortable yeah. where like she doesn't I don't know it's just it's very I, fascinating it's how really like, uncomfortable she got one of the things she said to me that was really bizarre to me is she said I know that you're really happy and your marriage is doing wonderfully but it just looks like you're having a mental breakdown on online and I was like that's really weird because I haven't projecting I don't know yeah, weird. I, like, I haven't gotten that reaction from anyone else in fact mental everyone, breakdown who was around me was like, you know, my aunt is messaging me going like, oh, all this baking you're doing is really inspiring. And like, I went outside and found some edible food fun. that I would have baking never gone fun. outside and started looking for food that was edible if you hadn't been sharing all this stuff that you and, you and your husband are finding. And I'm like, yep, you know, so I'm totally. like, you know what? It makes me sad. Um, definitely. I think video game addiction is real and a real problem that people can't admit that exists. Cause oh yeah. You know, well, so it's normalized. It's like a you know, they make it look like it's supposed to be a part of your life and the whole VR thing is terrifying. And I'm like, oh, God I, no. Way to take you out of reality even more. I <laughs> have always hated virtual reality and my mm -hmm. brother in law got us a virtual reality game set and after like a year, we ended up selling it because we never used it. And I felt so bad, but I was like, this was a gift. We never used it. We're never going to use it. And yeah. especially having kids, my husband and I have discussed, like, we want low tech home. Like, we don't want our, you know, we're not handing our kid an iPad. We're not going to be watching a lot of movies. Like, you know, if we we're going to play video games, but it's going to be like, oh, like twice a month, we like sit down and play Mario Party together or like yeah. Mario Kart. And it's like a special thing it isn't going mm -hmm. to be like oh we just sit around and play video games play whenever you want yeah disengage from reality whenever you want that's what it really is it it really is and you know i i, I you know i like video Escaping games i still something. play occasionally you know mm -hmm. i have a little more sickness and i was just vomiting all day i sat in bed and i played a lot of sims because i couldn't really <laughs> do anything else except yeah. for puke and cry um, <laughs> i didn't have anything else to do with you cry sims yeah I, I mean i was miserable and i couldn't do anything mm -hmm. um and it didn't make me feel great i mean i remember when the sims expansion pack came out with like it was like cottage living and i was like that's my life right now. I got chickens in my backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's my real life. Um, I yep. Dude, I was addicted to Sims hardcore in uh, early college. This was on my sister's computer in her room. I, I just, like, didn't go to school and play Sims. It was so addicting. Which, is, again, I think it was, I was so miserable there, now that I think about it, duh, that I just wanted to play the video game and escape that, just being miserable there. Hello. Yep. It's, you know, it's very dissociating. And I, I, like you were saying, like, I think the culture is really toxic. You know, my friend, one of her, I remember her ex-boyfriend, um, 
was jealous that she, you know that she was a woman and when they played final fantasy he would always be a female in in final fantasy because he'd get more attention and he would always be jealous if you know someone Sounds like gave incel her, tranny behavior yeah like anyway. someone would give her a gift on like final fantasy and it would make him mad and he'd be like you have it so easy because you're a girl and i'm like because someone gave her something in a video game like that oh my god talk about insecure Dear yeah Lord. Well, it was that's a big yikes when she finally broke up with him i was so happy for her because i was like this guy doesn't have a job he has a kid who's ex-girlfriend and new husband they take care of and his mom takes care of he doesn't he doesn't do anything he didn't work he didn't perpetual little boy syndrome peter pan bs and just you know played video games all day and all his profile pictures were anime girls dude talk about destruction of the mind that's like a one step away to the uh tranny stuff and I, I have no problem calling them trannies because they call themselves trannies. I, I get banned from Instagram for using that word, although I type it trannies. But I'm like, what the hell? They call themselves that. Why can't I say it? No, they're a tranny. That's just the yes. answer. <laughs> I, I'm not, I mean, now, there's a lot of things I'll say now that I would have not said years ago. Like, I, would, I used to be like, you can't say the word retarded. And now I'm like, that is yeah. literally retarded. Like, that <laughs> definition of retarded, yes. that's it. That yep. is a hundred percent. I'm like, that's just straight up retarded. I just don't yeah. want to hear it. I don't want to yep. hear it. That's, that's the best part about um, doing what, not, not, not doing what you want to do, but living in truth where you're like, uh, and not living in fear. You don't have to worry about people being like, Oh my God, ew, there was this semi quasi cosplay. It's acquaintance really, but we would play games with them, uh, fallout with them. And I called some retarded, and he was like, "Can you please not use that word?" And I was like, Ugh. "I just left the session." I was like, "Fuck yeah. off!" Like, like he, he, this dude had wore nail polish, and the more I think about it, I'm like, "This guy, no woke snowflake." I can't. What a backbone, dude. Yeah, and you know, it's especially with a lot of things like people don't want to hear tranny, transvestite, any of these things. And I'm just, like, no. you know, they want to, you want to respect people's pronouns, even if you don't agree with it, just no. respect it. And I'm like, you know what? Nope. The Bible says the most loving thing you can do is tell the truth. Yes. Amen. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to somebody. I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not going to lie to everyone around me and pretend that this is not like a serious mental health problem yes i'm not gonna um, live i'm not gonna choose to live my life through your delusion like yeah. what is that and, and it's, it's not helping them out it's it's ugh, lordy i mean it's this no. many times you basically just said it though you know and in canada what it's illegal like if i say canada, i was having, my god what happened you know gender dysphoria and i thought that i was a boy but i knew that i didn't really want to feel that way and i wanted to get help to like be comfortable in my body you do that you want you no no but i'm saying like, oh what, okay i was like, like this is hypothetically if yeah. i felt like i was a guy but I didn't really want to feel that way. I felt like, oh, you know, this isn't really, I want to accept my body. I don't want to feel like this anymore. You can't go to a yeah. therapist. You're or made your in pastor. his image. We're all made in his image. Yeah. You know, legally in Canada, you can't get that anymore. It's considered conversion therapy. So, hey, commercial break. You can support my work by joining the Rational Revolution on my Subscribestar, which is subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. Or you can donate directly through my PayPal, which should be some link somewhere around here. I'll put it up. Just want to have a commercial break and make sure that you uh, support my work. If you enjoy the work that I do, if you get any sort of entertainment, any sort of education, and you just want to support my work, you can do that by doing one of the things I just mentioned. So, back to the show even if i said 
I think that how I'm feeling isn't, isn't right. And I don't want to feel this way. It's considered conversion therapy for, you know, a pastor can go to jail for trying to basically say, love yourself. Um, Your real you know. authentic self. I love this whole, like I'm living authentically. I'm like, you're so authentic that you have to chop and manipulate your body parts, dude. How is that? Like authenticity is being yourself and you know, what made it his image and natural. I'm like, how is modifying you uh, being authentic? It makes no logical sense, but then I'm like, no. well, nothing they do makes sense anyway. So why would that make sense? No. Yeah. It makes no sense. And I don't understand how that's like, I don't know. It, it almost seems seriously trans stuff and this non-binary stuff is the new demonic you know anorexia and cutting of my generation where all of my friends i mean 100%. we're sitting around cutting ourselves all the time and starving ourselves and vomiting all day and i think that this is just the new version of that i mean spiritual it's, warfare it is it totally yeah and it, it is a hundred percent spiritual warfare and like i'm looking back and like you know i think get your kids off the freaking computer because yeah. you know i think my parents generation the internet was so new they didn't understand all the harms yeah. of it where true i yep. grew up on the internet i know exactly what's out there i know all the same my god rotten.com all these horrifying websites that were just at your disposal like there was less safeguarding back then because it was so new so the opportunity yeah. to snatch a child's soul and i mean that like spiritually where you get you know you corrupt a child was so big like you could just access yeah. anything neopets that was one that was the first thing oh yes i'm so glad you remembered to neopets. talk about that okay so neopets um you know my it was it was introduced to me by a babysitter um you know and they obviously went through my parents first uh all my babysitters were through like they were teenage girls from church usually mm -hmm. um and man, I had the funnest time with them. They'd give me ice cream and play awesome. jump rope. Oh, it was great. Um, mm -hmm. But they showed me Neopets and I just thought it was the cutest thing being a seven year old girl. Good. I mean, even almost 30, I'm like, oh, look at those cute little I know, nostalgia. Like, so adorable. Um, Do you know what so Gaia I, is real quick? Have you heard of oh, Gaia? I know all about Gaia too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think I was more obsessed with Gaia, like, it was Neopets, and then I found Gaia, and then Gaia introduced the MMO thing. My husband and I used to play the crap out of that thing. We were like adults by then. How? Whatever. It's embarrassing. That's I don't mind admitting that shit. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Sorry. Go ahead. Neopets. Neopets. You know, and I would. I loved it. I thought it was adorable. And then that's where I first got introduced to any BDSM material, and I had to be probably eight, nine, ten years old. Wait, reverse real quick. Explain to people that have no idea, which I mean, some people probably don't know. Like, what is Neopets? So Neopets is just like an online game where you have a little pet that you basically you give them omelets, <laughs> and you can buy them. I haven't thought about that until you just said that. <laughs> there's, the, I mean, there's the money tree and all these little shops, and you know, you can play basically like mini games. Or I remember playing like. <laughs> you know kid my gambling dream. games basically and like you know yes little, oh my gosh know, yes games that are similar to the apps on your phone now where like you match the little colors of the blocks and all uh -huh. sorts of, like there are so many different games and that's where in those game chat rooms where there's just pedophiles and it's you know seven eight nine ten like i don't know what any of that means i didn't 
I didn't understand what I was reading and that it was bad and that I shouldn't have been seeing right. it and that it shouldn't have yep. been something that I was exposed to. And it didn't even register to me that it was something I should tell my family. Right. That I'm yeah, of course. Because I, I don't know what it is. Um, and, you know, now that I'm almost 30, I'm like, wow, like I'm hyper aware of how ultra disturbing that is and how yeah. that definitely. Literally, you were, I, I was preyed upon, like in the AOL chat rooms. I sexted, yeah. like with, I don't know who the fuck, you know, I was lied to. I mean, I was so... I had no idea what I was doing. You know, this guy yep. sent me his photo and it was like this beautiful Abercrombie model. And I was like, whoa. And then yep. I, I was sexting it up or whatever the hell I was doing with God knows, you know, I thought they were like teen boys, uh, yep. which they're probably like 50 year old men. And I'm a teenager. I'm like, this is like pedophilia. Yeah. So disturbing. And, and then I got another mm -hmm. photo from a guy and it was the same photo. And I was like, oh, I'm being lied to. And that really shattered my idea like around the internet and who's behind not really i mean it, it did but it was so fucking it was insane i mean it's, sick you know the internet is really sick and i definitely think being exposed to all of that stuff at a young age and then porn being so normalized in our society um it's it just yeah, ruins yeah. me for yeah. horrible relationships and horrible sexual relationships in my late teen and adult years because every guy I, you know, I remember losing my virginity and I, the guy was aggressive and I was very confused and didn't understand. And then my first boyfriend I had, I was 17 and I'd only had sex that one time before him. And I mean, my boyfriend in high school, he wanted to do all these kinky things that I, I was like, I agreed because I wanted him to be my boyfriend, but yep. I like looking back now, like I was like, that set me up to just continue to think that this was normal and that totally. this is what I was supposed to like, where I had to unpack all of that. And, you know, now so I'm married and I look back and, you know, my husband and I have both talked and been like, wow, we should have just waited until we were married. Like, we should have just waited until we were married. We've even said, wow, we should have waited until we were married to live together. We probably would have gotten married sooner mm -hmm. had we not had sex and had we not. And, you know, things worked out the way they did. And I think we learned a lot and that it will help us in parenting our own kids and how to talk yeah. to them about things. But um, looking back, I'm like, wow, like, I get it now why all of these things were talked to. Like my, my mom said these things. I just don't think that it was explained in a way like it wasn't like, Oh, your life is going to be better. If this happens, you're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier. And you know, you're precious and you're wonderful. It was don't mm -hmm. have sex or you're a whore. Um, yeah. My mom you know, found some of that like suggestive uh, texting, not with the random guys, but with some, this is middle school with a kid that was a year younger than me. And I was being very suggestive, which was, I've, I still had that in my like childhood bin at home. I just found it. And it was so disturbing reading how vulgar I was in middle school. Like, I'm like, where the hell did I learn that from? I don't know. Maybe the internet. I don't know. Like, plus I would watch like Red Shoe Diaries. Anyway, um, so my mom printed that out and it was mortifying. I was so embarrassed. And she like shouted at me and she was like, one thing I remember her saying is that, boys are after one thing but she never like it was never you know i'm not like blaming her like parents try and she had her own crazy amount of trauma and assault mm -hmm. rape she went through 
she didn't know how to handle it, obviously. I'm not blaming her, but, um, you know, a way to handle that would be like, sit your kid down and be like, I need to talk to you about something about life, you know, calm and not be like, you're a whore. I mean, not that I was called that, yeah. but, you know, just like, I think it's, it, it's another thing with the internet and what happened to both of us, really, which I think is super common with our generation or with the internet, um, is that corrupt, um, evil captured men got to us before our parents could even explain a damn thing about what sex yeah. is. So then we, that, no. what you were saying really is that that's, that's what we learned what sex is and, oh, this is normal. And I found porn at a young age. The first one I found was Simpsons cartoon porn, Bart and Marge. I was, oh, and yeah. I, I, it was just disgusting. It's something that you'll never get, out of my, I'll never get out of my head. It's just like, yeah. Oh yeah, God it's almighty. in there, and you know, I, I remember I wanted to, Neopets was the first sexual, you know, material that I'd ever been exposed to was those, you know, it was in chat rooms, and then after that, I was at Christian school, so you know, I didn't, we didn't really, it wasn't a big thing, it was just, you know, wait till you're married, and God wants yeah. you to wait till you're married, and mm -hmm. then I left private school because the girls were just so mean to me that mm -hmm. they... It basically, we just left. We just left the school um, because obviously, you know, they're going to, they're just like sucks to be bullied. We are going to take the money from the 12 girls that are bullying you versus yeah. tell them to leave and have one of you. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah. And so I ended up leaving and I remember being 12, seventh grade is my first year of public school. And I remember my friend like talking about sex. The first penis I ever saw was Pete Wentz. So I told that to my husband the other day in the car and I was like, Every time I hear Fallout Boy, I literally just think of his penis, and it just, yeah, I'm it, sure. I'm like, it literally was the first penis I ever saw, and I remember the girl who showed it to me. I remember her name. I wasn't even her friend; it was my friend's friend. I didn't even get along with this girl, and she just in her binder is like, I printed out this picture of. She printed it out. She printed it out and kept it in her binder. This is a twelve year old girl, like a twelve, wow. looking like we were little kids, like little kids. And wow. there's this other girl in my art class and she was like, I can't wait to have sex. And I'm like, like I was so- How old, what grade? Seventh grade. You know, we're 12 years old. I mean, just the year before, I remember being in the car after church and saying to my mom and dad, what's a virgin? <laughs> I was like, yeah. what does that word mean? I keep hearing wow. the Virgin Mary, what does it mean? Yeah. Um, Cause I just was I, was, I was naive. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't, you know, I didn't understand all that stuff. And then at public school, um, I learned a lot about all of that stuff because it mm -hmm. was just talked about by everybody. And you know, my husband has said, you thought teenage boys were gross. You should have, you know, I was a teenage boy. Like, uh, they were grosser than you think. Um, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's really horrifying because they were pretty awful. I mean, my first kiss was at my house after my dad's funeral because mm. this guy from my English class showed up with my best friend and then while i was crying because my dad just died he decided it was a great time to stick his tongue in my mouth and i was like what are you doing and he's like, i'm just trying to comfort you and i'm like my Ew. dad just died like oh my, my dad God. just died like Ew. what, what the heck? where the hell did he learn that from <laughs> probably like, really oh 100 100 porn something um, that weird and just what yeah, and I ended up, the girl that was my best friend at the time, she ended up not being my friend anymore. 
because I told her that that guy was creepy and he showed me his penis at school. And then she was like, he would never do that. And I'm like, really? Because we all know he used to have sex with his girlfriend in the bathroom. So what makes you think he wouldn't pull his penis out? Like, and he was a real skis. Um, Wait, what grade is this? That was my freshman year. I was 14. Ew. Some, yeah. A 14, like a 14 year old boy showed you his dick? Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know how, like, thank God, knock on wood, whatever. I've never had a flasher incident thing. I know how insanely common it is. Like, ew. Fuck that. Oh, God. That's so disgusting. It was, it was so gross. And, like, especially now being older, I just am like, oh, my gosh. Like, I cannot put my kids in public school. Like, I cannot do that. Because, totally. holy yeah. cow, um, that was all bad. And, I mean, we were at some of – I mean, the pro- public schools that I went to were – some of the best in, in the state and one of them is like you know in the top 300 in the country for public mm-hmm. schools so i'm like if this is happening at some of the best public schools you can go to and nobody's stopping it um yeah exactly you know what's the hope um there isn't it's it, it's gross Especially I mean, nowadays I remember, I'm totally like, captured a guy grabbed my friend's butt and then she got iss because she kicked him in the balls of course, and I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I mean, it, and her mom was just like, good for you. You did the right thing. 100%, um, yeah. Yep. But it was so normal for the guys to just be gross. And that was yep. just normal. Porn was normal. I, you know, I remember out of high school being on the golf cart. And this guy, we were with my friends going to another friend's house to have a little get together. And I we, I turn around and the, the guy in the back of my golf cart is watching porn on his phone and I'm like, what are you doing? Hell, so like, addicted. It destroys so... men's minds. It literally changes their brain. Like it is so. Mm-mm. It is really dark. Men it's are total, now, like, um, un- yeah. unable to maintain erections and like that's something that happens when you're elderly, not when you're in your twenties. It's bad. There's a lot of good talks about that. Oh my God. I forgot Caitlin Roper with a uh, collective shout and mm-hmm. I forgot the guy's name. They were, they have this new employees, a dude who talks all about the harms of porn and whatnot. And it's really good. Uh, there's some just great talks about there out about there about the damaging, jam- damaging mm-hmm. evil power of porn with men's minds. And I think women's yeah. minds too. Like anyone. Gail Dines is, uh, you know, she's a huge feminist. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. agree with everything she says, but she, I mean, she can really lay out why porn is just really awful from every perspective. Um, yep. She had a great book on it. I've read a lot of different books um, just about it from men's perspective, women's perspective. And I mean, it, it really, you know, one of the, the number one reasons for divorce is pornography use porn porn i mean so many couples who get so divorced porn is a, a factor in the divorce and it it just it makes me sad it makes me mm-hmm. sad that seeing an image of somebody on a screen is is more important than your partner yeah and people don't seem to like uh, they can't wrap their head around that because it just becomes so normalized that they're like what do you mean don't watch porn and and I've told one of my husband's friends, I'm like, you know, you're a great guy, but like the porn, like the porn, like that's your problem is, is you're watching all this porn and he's just like, F that. And I'm like, good luck finding a wife then. Like yeah. you're not it destroyed- going to find yeah. one. 
yeah. just through my family. And I didn't know this until a couple of years ago. Like my dad was addicted to porn. So I never saw my dad um, and really destroyed my parents' marriage. And this is wild to me. Like I was clueless about this and I was just disgusted beyond words. Like my dad would be in the basement, like at all hours. And I thought, I mean, he had a, a downstairs basement where, I mean, office. And I thought he was just like a hard worker. And then I find out it was porn addiction. And I'm mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and I just didn't have a father. Like he obviously supported our family in, um, in the monetary way, but no, how are you doing? How was uh, school? What are you interested in? Like just zero, no hugs. I mean, nothing. And it's just, I mean, there you go. Like it's, it's terrible. You know, my, my high school boyfriend, um, I remember one time his mother took us on a trip to Helen. Um, and I was, I guess I had to have been 18 at the time. Uh, otherwise my mom would not have let me go. Um, <laughs> I had to have been 18. Um, and you know, she obviously, she, we all stayed in the same hotel room. Her, you know, I slept in a bed next to her and he slept on a pullout couch. And I remember sitting on the pullout couch, watching TV, his mom's asleep in the other little area and he's just in the bathroom and it's taking a while and I hear something and he's just in there masturbating to porn while we're in a hotel room with his mother. Oh my God. And I was hysterical. So addicted. You know, and I had a- The problem of shooting up or some shit or yeah, something. Yeah, a boyfriend after that when I was 19 and he, same thing. I mean, I hear him in the bathroom and I'm like, I'm right here. Like, this is insulting to me. It's disgusting. And oh my God, gross. Sick. <laughs> he was, he ended up being physically abusive and I immediately left because I was like, you are crazy. I mean, he didn't even attack me because he was mad at me. It was just out of boredom that he strangled me unconscious. And I was like, you know what? That is wow. I was like, I therapy. leave. Um, you know, and I remember... <laughs> I, I don't shave my body hair. I haven't in years. I just decided one day I'm going to see what this is like. Like what's yeah. body hair all about? Cause by the mm -hmm. time I got pubic hair, I was so excited. And then my friends were like, no, you have to get rid of it. And I was like, wait, I, I just got it. Yeah. I remember when I first got it, I was shaving it off and I was like, yeah. why was I doing that? I was so excited when I got pubic hair and then all my friends told me I wasn't supposed to have it. And then I was so sad because I Weird. was like really confused. And then, so when I was like 19, 18, 19, I was like, I want to see what, like, what my body hair is all about. And I just stopped shaving and I just haven't really since. And, mm -hmm. um, I remember he's the only guy I've ever been with who said something about it. And I remember looking at him dead in the face and I said, Oh, so are you a pedophile? You attracted to the little girls. You want me to shave? Cause you're a pedophile. Well, newsflash flash forward to now he is on the sex offender registry list for statutory rape of a 15 year old girl. So oh my lord instincts wow if a guy is co complaining about your pubes there's a chance that he actually is attracted to i know i thought about that i'm like why would i want to shave it off like you look like a preview it looks it's just oh it looks, it looks like raw chicken it's not oh. <laughs> it looks like raw chicken i'm like this doesn't look right no it doesn't look right it's oh my lord wow i'm like and i just like couldn't yeah, now, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, man, I don't miss, like, ingrown hairs or, like, you know, nothing is worse than cutting yourself and then It gets itchy and then like, gets burn. stuck on whatever, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that's terrible. I'm not going back to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah he was horrible, horribly addicted to porn, too, um, you know, and just... It so rots your brain out. I mean, porn just rots your brain out. Yeah, and there's no limit to, like, what kind of 
vile stuff you you know what bar you said to oh that's just that's too freaky or whatever it just keeps progressing like you need more and more and more you get to this you know normalized or whatever baseline thing it's like ah what about this oh okay that's normal to me now and boring okay what about that it's no wonder why there's always just like insane furry just you know oh no yeah oh furries I can't. I can't with the furries. So I, bad. The first time I ever heard so about what a bad. furry was was on an episode of A Thousand Ways to Die. And the person was a normal dude. And he walked up on a bunch of... The story goes that he was a normal dude, but he was on acid. And he went out in the desert on acid and happens upon a That's bunch of... That's not very people. normal, but okay. Yeah, not normal. There's <laughs> a guy on acid, but he's way more normal than the other people he's about to run into. Which oh, is okay. a group yeah, of yeah. furries having an orgy in the middle of the desert. So then he tries to get into this orgy, but it's not a furry. It's an actual bear, but he's too busy being on acid to tell the difference. And then he gets mauled to death by a bear while all the other furries are having an orgy. And I was like, what? The what? Heck? Wait, what's A Thousand Ways to Die? Is this on Netflix? What is that on? Oh, that, which, which channel Dude, is what? that on? I, this was so long ago. I'm try, I cannot Was this public it. television? It was public yeah. television. I no, mean, it wasn't. This show was wild. It was a thousand it's not years HBO died. or Showtime or anything. No, and it was just what? like different ways that people died. Like one of them was. was oh, is this supposed to be retelling like live act or not live action, but um, retelling real stories and shit? Yeah, like retelling real stories about oh. how people died. Like one was a bunch of people went into like a helium balloon and they breathed, didn't realize they the helium would kill them eventually, and they all died. Like just like different really crazy gotcha. stories where you're just like, oh, that seems like a yeah. bad time. Um, and then you're like, man, I'm glad I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the moral of the story at the end of everyone, you're like, ah, I'm glad I have my brain cells. Um, yeah. But furries are freaking weird. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. I whenever it's I probably some sort of comfort. I think it's some sort of comfort thing. I'm guessing. Oh uh, God, like where like animals are cute and cuddle. I hate that I have to put my mind there because I I, I don't yeah. have to, but it's just sick. We're like, oh, cute. It's the same thing with the tranny stuff. They identify into womanhood. I think they can. Because I think they're longing for some femaleness or they want to become the mother that they didn't have. I've heard that as well. Um, and they, yeah. they want to do it better, blah, blah, blah. First time I heard about furries was this MTV show called like True Life or something. It came on like yeah, late at night, life. like 11 o'clock or something. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It was It was very highly sexual. And of course, now when furries, you know, on the public, they are like, oh, it's not sexual at all. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you are, I mean, or if you're removing the sexual thing alone, and they're just these people that think that they're like actually a fox or like part of the personality, it's confusing. I'm sure there's different levels of it, but I'm like, you're human. And it's just another delusion that is ultimately, again, yet again, a fetish. No, it's weird, and um, there's just so much weird sexual Sick. stuff. Ugh. I told my my neighbor before we moved, her and I were baking cookies, our Christmas cookies for the family, and we were talking about anything and everything, and um, the subject of porn had come up, and I was like, there's so much weird stuff out there. There are literally people who've made My Little Pony porn, and she's like, wait, are you serious? And she looked some up. Because she was, and I mean, it was literally the theme song of My Little Pony is playing the whole video. How sick and, is that? It's like, like childhood oh, stuff and then sexualizing yeah. it? 
And I'm like, like, who is making this? I remember being like 20 and my friend sent me some Aladdin porn and I was like, what the heck is this? I've seen that too. I saw so much of that. That's the first porn I ever saw. Simpsons, Aladdin, like all these Disney things. And then my mind goes wild now. You know, like the whole Elsa Gate stuff on YouTube. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you haven't seen it, my God. I'm like, this only confirms to me that Disney is in on it because Disney has that superpower, high power, elite power status to, if they really wanted to, to remove those videos because they can't be on it, which I think that they're definitely, oh, 100%. I think they're in on it because why would they not remove it? And why are they using Disney characters? I, uh, during the um, Christmas time with my family recently, I hadn't seen my family since like 10 years. And we were talking about random stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I want to go to Disney." Blah blah blah. I'm like, blah. "It's really dying." And I'm like, "Disney is a like hot spot for child trafficking." My sister was like, "What?" And I'm like, "That's shocking to you? Like you? It's I mean, it's one thing that you've never heard that before, which I, I get that, but I feel like her reaction was like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" I mean, not that I, I can't, I can't confirm what she actually was thinking, but it sounded like it was a no. But I'm like, it's so crazy that people just don't know how common, you know, because I mean, I didn't know. I mean, most people probably don't know how common sex trafficking is and child, it's, you know, trafficking. I'm like, that is a, like, like ducks, you know, picking, you know, like whatever. What name yes. a scenario it's easy, candy from a baby. Like, you know, my husband and I are very much like Disney is not going to be in our household. We're not even going to, I mean, I awesome. Live, I have to go through my DVD case, but like, that's the last thing of Disney stuff I have to get rid of. Yeah. And um, we let my mom know. And, you know, at first she was like, what? And then my, I know. Right. Yeah. You know, we said, you know, we made our peace and she was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, we haven't told his parents yet. I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Well, you don't but, have to. Well, unless they bring it over or something. To be, you know, out of, I think as we've gotten older, we just lean way more conservative than, you know, my family's always been really conservative for the yeah. most part. Um, but I definitely think that Blaze and I just top it off. Um, we're <laughs> definitely the most intense where we're like, no, like this just isn't going to fly with us. It's like, that's no. And Blaze is really like, no. Why so with the Disney thing with you guys? Um, you know, one thing that, uh, I guess one of the first things that really hit me is I was like, my favorite movie was The Little Mermaid. That is literally a movie about a girl defying her parents and then selling her soul to a witch. <laughs> for yep. a guy. For a guy that she's never even met. And I'm like, yep. no no like that's wrong like that is a wrong message to send to kids and her um, wanting a body that she doesn't have hmm. yes. i'm like you know what this isn't really good and then we look at all the disney channel stars and and blaze is like they're Oops. all messed up he said they're yeah. all messed up. i know i think it's child abuse for any child to be in acting i'm like you're making a kid who doesn't understand the world and emotions or anything about the world really you know say a five-year-old and you're making them act out like a, a like real crime. I'm like, that's child abuse. Like the kid has no idea what's going on. I think that they could. I'm like, I'm watching trauma unravel before my eyes, but we call it acting. Yep. Oh, it's horrible. Like, what the hell? You know, I I definitely movies. I could, I could get into those. Um, <laughs> I think child acting is bad. I think a lot of the shows that we watched, um, they were like, oh, be famous. You should be famous. Lizzie McGuire, like everything was about being famous. Oh, yes. 
be yes. famous. Now we have like a generation of insane people. Like, you know, my husband's telling me he's like, uh, all the guys at work, every time I like show them something about a plant, they're like, oh, you, sh you should make a TikTok. And he's like, what the heck do I need to make a TikTok? Oh, like, he's like, I don't want to make it. It's like, crash. And it just. You don't have to share everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't get that like he is not you know he posts every like every once in a while like a random thing to youtube obviously doesn't get a lot of likes but he just you know every yeah. once in a while will post a thing like oh here's my snake eating a mouse yes um, <laughs> like, yeah you know, that's what good old like innocent youtube used to be me uploading yeah. a video of a kitten or whatever you know or like there's this video he posted a couple months back where he was looking at these persimmon trees off the side of the interstate. I can't tell you how often he stops off of an interstate because he sees a plant that Aww. he has to look at. But he does um, very frequently. And all of a sudden there's just like this pigeon just like rolling down the hill. He brought it home. <laughs> Uh, it didn't make it. We tried to, you know, we gave it food and water. It obviously was not doing very well as it was just rolling away and not walking or flying. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he posts, like, stuff like that, like, normal things. Um, but he's, like, not really trying to, he doesn't have social media. He's just not, he's just not that kind of guy. And uh, that seems yeah. to be, like, a big thing. I don't think are, which, God bless that. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know what is up with that, but, like. I, I think that women, again, like, because we are more, like, about, like, guys, guys, when they're, like you yeah. said, when they're upset, like, if they're having an emotion, like, they're, like, one track mind, like, they're off, like, yeah when Blaze is working on a project, he's focused on that project, he's not like, oh, and what am I going to have for dinner later, and did I lock that door, and what are my cats Or let me in the middle of this project film it, or whatever, yeah. yeah. He's hyper-focused on what he's doing, and that's just the end of it. Um, where I think women are looking to connect. I do think also the internet preys on stay-at-home moms um, to try and get them, you know, and to A, tell them that they're miserable doing what they're doing and yeah. that they need this to be happy and they need more me time and they need yep. social media so that they connect to other people so that they can feel better about things because they're so miserable and it just like Harrison this culture. perpetuating yeah. dark, Whole. And then with fame on top of that, the younger generation is just like, I want to be famous. And, it, you know, I did a lot of dumb things on the internet, like that I can't get rid of. And I'm really ashamed of and horrified. And I'm like, I don't ever want my kids to see this in places. Like, don't worry. By the time that they're older, Instagram isn't really going to be a thing. And I'm like, you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, you're probably right. Um, there will be a new weird thing. And that, you know, and if anything, it can be a nice life lesson that I can be yeah, like, exactly. you know, um, but it's, it's, you know, nobody thinks about the future because kids have been taught in my generation and kids, you know, it's all, they're always taught that the future is hopeless, that mm -hmm. there is no future. Yeah. So they're not thinking, oh, in 10 years, I might regret this. They're, you know, that I wasn't, I surely wasn't thinking that I was thinking in 10 years, I'll probably be dead. Um, so wow. that, that future thing just wasn't big on my mind. It must have been more so your generation. And I have heard of that where like, I guess doom and gloom and now it's, what is it called? Climate change? Well, yeah, I mean, stuff. You know, like, yeah, climate does change. And 
No, I mean, I was telling Blaze in the car the other day, I was like, yeah, back when the dinosaurs existed, they taught us in science class that the world was basically just toxic gas. Um, mm-hmm. and, we, and we seem to be just fine now. So, yeah. um, you know, the world is imperfect and there's always going to be imperfections and we're not going to get rid of that. I think that just trusting God has a plan for everything um, and just realizing that we're never going to have utopia. It's never going to exist. Never time that humans try to guess what, there's always like a male that heads it that becomes like a rapist and like disgusting person. Like the whole, I watched so many cult documentaries and they're all fascinating, but that one wild, wild country that again, I don't know how true it is. I'm sure it's true. Obviously. Why am I even guessing the dude running it is like some yogi master dude. And it's just, they're always like these utopia places where, it, it turns rapey all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Where it's really weird. There's a place here in Georgia, Serenby. I don't know if you've heard of that. Like What's it called? Weird, it's called Serenby. It's like a little town. Huh. I don't ever, I've is. never been there because anytime it's been described to me, it just makes me feel like it's a cult for rich people. Serenby? Serenby. S, hold on, let me, let me, S-E-R-E-N-B-E. Serenby. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's definitely like wealthier people live there. They have like goat yoga and all sorts of oh god, you know yuppie, but like Cringe. hippie yuppie things like the rich yeah. hippies. It's like for the rich hippies. It's real weird. Gotcha. And, yep. Um, so sounds, I don't ever go yeah. there. Um, but it sounds like yeah. a uh, yeah, like a what do you call those things? Where they're all Chinese sex with each other. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, what it's called. Yeah. Oh, it's Cold. so bizarre. You know. Blaze was saying that one of his coworkers last time he worked there, there were just a bunch of people in a field around a fire chanting things. And I was like, that's yeah. creepy. Was like, like that's dark stuff, like, dude. Witches. Nope. Those people like, are like actual cults. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it oh, sounds that's like invoking people. like demons. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm like, that place sounds weird. I've never wanted to go there ever before, but that definitely puts me off to the idea of it. Um, yeah. Do not you don't need to go there weird and i almost feel like every like people are in cults and they don't even realize they're in cults anymore and they don't even know that i mean i guess people didn't know they were before technically but i mean at least yeah. there were like little commune groups so commune like, that's what it's called know, yes commune. they knew they were a part of something and now i just feel like everybody's just in this weird mass cult that they don't even realize how insane uh you know like yeah. this COVID stuff i read this horrible news article the other day and it was literally about a woman who her ex-husband and the husband's new girlfriend kidnapped her sodomized her with a baseball bat cut off her finger and like tortured her for a week and then she escaped and this is in new york so so she escapes she gets away goes to a store and they're like you're gonna have to wait outside ma'am because you don't have a mask Oh my lord, dude! Yeah, wow. and these are the these are the empathetic people. These are the good people who are there to protect and help you and keep you safe. And they're like doing their part. Like you just got tortured for a week and are missing a finger, but you need to stay outside because you, you what can the give us COVID. Frick? Oh man, um, zero surprise, zero. Yeah, so yeah some person died time. in a hospital because, um, I think it was a hospital, wherever it was. The medical staff didn't want to go inside. Because someone wasn't wearing a mask, whatever, so the person died. So can you imagine living in that much fear? Insane. No, I I can't. You know, something uh, Blaze and I were talking about was, uh, you know, the COVID fear where 
these people who are obsessed with COVID are so afraid that when you aren't afraid, they go crazy. Defensive and protective. Um, You know, you're destroying the narrative. What are you doing? You're making me look like an idiot. Stop that. I've (laughs) noticed it's especially gotten worse because I'm pregnant. That is, Mm. you know, when I'm like, I'm not really worried about it. Like I'm not really worried about it. And frankly, if I get COVID, I'm going to get antibodies, you know, baby's Mm going to get antibodies. We're all going to be fine. And if I die, then it's God's will. And that's exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah. Because then you're living your life. Yep. You're not living at the, uh, you know, hand of a, you know, man. What I mean by man is a person being like, here's what I'm going to tell you how to live your life. Well, are you going to listen to a man or God at that point? Who are you living for? You know, the Bible tells us to live like Jesus. I'm not perfect. I don't live like him all day, 24 hours a day, but I surely know he wasn't wearing a mask before he hung out with the lepers. You know, yeah. he wasn't like, let me get suited up first. You know, he went and he just did it. And he said, I don't care. Um, you know, I'm going to keep living my life. And if I get it, I get it. And, yeah. uh, you know, we already think that Blaze has had it. And I never had any symptoms. But he lost his taste and smell. And his smell has still not come all the way back. Nor his taste. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't had a single symptom. But, you know, I, I really That happened with my husband it. and I, too. I think I had it pretty sure. I mean, my husband... You know, we're kissing each other goodnight and living yeah. in the same household. Nothing. He got nothing, which is so weird. Absolutely nothing. You know, we... He just want to survive, by the way. And I'm, like, still coughing shit up, but I'm fine. I'm still living my life pretty healthy. Yoga, Pilates, healthy food, taking care of my body. Go figure. Yeah, you know, I... <laughs> Off pharmaceutical meds and any of that shit. Like, just... Oh, living. yeah. Pharmaceutical meds are a mess. Uh, you know, the symbol yeah. of the snakes wrapped around the staff is the symbol for what Hermes, the god of trickery and witchcraft. Lovely. Um, he wasn't a good... He wasn't a good god. I'm going to say that. Um, you mm. know, symbolism, but people don't know what symbolism yeah. is, and they just... Yeah, they think you're just crazy. Yep. You know... Hollywood and shit always ties that in with things, and if anyone even brings that up, how real symbolism is, they're like, oh, wow, you're crazy. Yeah, like, like, made it crazy. And what are you watching? Or who told you that that's crazy? Yeah. People don't even think about that. Yeah. Like I said, the they put the truth out there. Like they yeah. put the truth out there right in front of your face. Like, you know, obviously yeah. I still, you know, use modern medicine. I am very choosy and selective of how mm-hmm. often that is. You know, if Same. I have a migraine, I'm going to take a Tylenol because otherwise I'm going to be out for three days. Yeah. And I want to do that. But, you know, my first thing isn't let me go and get some pills. Uh, that's not my first desire. And uh, I think what almost irks me more than like, you know, again, I'm not perfect. I, I try to not no have is. toxic things in my life. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm very cautious about, like I said, I've talked to you with fragrances and like, you know, what I'm putting on my body, what I'm putting in my body. I yep. definitely food wise could still eat better. Um, that's a big one that my husband and I are working on is making mm-hmm. sure that we're eating better. But what bothers me is when people are like in complete denial that what they're doing could be harmful where I'm like, yeah, they just you don't know. know. I can, the thing is, is some people, they see the information and they're like, no, no. They're like, fragrances can't do that. And I'm like, Windex is fine. What do you mean? Clorox yeah. and all this, uh, you know, laundry stuff and plug-in glade crap and i'm like that is chemicals i wonder if you have asthma or you have cancer or whatever the hell i'm like if you were what's just so interesting is that you know i've removed 
a lot of that chemical stuff from my life. I really need to think about the shampoo conditioner thing because I'm like, I, I don't know about this product. Um, and then, you know, we moved to this home and there was leftover Windex and I was using it because I just was like, you know, quick and getting stuff done. Started using it again. And I was like, my God, this stuff smells horrible. No, I just got to a point where I was like, wait, I have white vinegar and lemons, like dumping it out. I can finally get rid of it. I just didn't have the product to make at the time. But I'm like, wow, once you remove the chemicals from your life and you smell it again, it's like sugar. If you remove sugar from your life mm -hmm. um, and then have something sugary, you're like, whoa, that's sweet. Yep. It, it's really intense. And, you know, I, fragrance is one of the first things to go just because I've had chronic migraines ever since birth control. <laughs> um, <laughs> and smells are my number one trigger. If I smell, you know, yep. artificial fragrance, my brain loses it. And even some, some stuff that isn't artificial, you know, if it smells strong, and, you know, I always tell people I'd rather smell your crap in the bathroom than smell that spray you're going to spray over it. I really would. Yeah. I oh really, lord, yeah, really nasty. Would. Um, I can't do the fake things. Yeah, and, even candles. Um, Ugh. You know, I used to get really bad ovarian cysts, and I don't have these problems anymore. I stop. Wow. You know, there's no fragrance in my body wash. There's nothing in my shampoo. I make it all myself at home. Um, awesome. you know, I do cloth pads. I'm not putting, you know, cause they don't have to disclose what's in tampons and pads. They don't have to tell I know what was you told me that. I don't know why I never thought about it, but I'm like, interesting. Yeah. They like don't literally I, I, when I put tampons in, well, this happens with the deep cup too, so, or not as much though. I get like, it's more crampy when I put a tampon in. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's irritating to me around there, but. I Everything think that our body is oh. just telling us like, Hey, this isn't normal. Like this isn't yeah. the way you're supposed to do it. And yeah. my, my husband, a couple weeks ago, it was a massage bar I had from Lush and I, I just, Lush is horrible. So woke. Yeah. Like, the, people that are walking in like demons. Like I was at the mall with my husband recently and I was like, look at the people that are shopping in there. I kid you not black. They just look like, like walking demons, like souls have been captured. Like I just look at them. I haven't been horrible. back horrible. ever since I kind of eliminated essential oils, like from yeah. things. I just am like, there's no point in shopping there because everything has it in that. And, yeah. uh, and I had this massage bar and I was like, can you rub my back? Cause I'm going to tell you pregnancy makes you sore all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure. I pulled it out and he instantly, he got a migraine and wow. I was like, wow. Like, because he never had that problem before and now he can't handle fragrances either because mm -hmm. he's been he's been living with me for like almost five years that I don't mm -hmm. I don't do fragrances in the home because they always made me so sick so yeah. now it makes him feel sick being around them and he he wants nothing to do with them either you know it took a bit of time to get everybody on board with understanding like hey like right because it is unnatural we're surrounded by it everywhere yeah, it's hard to un you know, and explain to people like, "Hey, this makes me sick. Like, I will mm -hmm. just have a migraine and I'll be sick for like two or three days, and and I won't want to come to your house. I won't want to be around you. I won't want you to come to my house because you stink, and like that's just gonna have to be it because it makes me it makes me sick. It makes me vomit, and again, I can't get out of bed and I can't think straight. And then once the migraine's gone, it takes me a day or two because I'm in a fog because yeah. my brain was pretty much on fire. And yep. uh, I'm like, the that's same. my body telling me this is toxic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I went over to uh, my, you know, family recently and my niece had these like 
you know, I always had these two growing up, a little make your own lipstick thing. And I'm like, this, like, what is this stuff? Like, it's, they always have that weird artificial, like, flavor thing. And she also had a kit, like, make your own bath bomb. I'm like, what is this stuff? Like, this cannot be good for you. That is stuff that we're just, like, normalized and grow up with, like, makeup with females and, like, wet and wild, like, just questionable. So much products out there, like, dear Lord. Like I said, um, like I said in the message to you yesterday, you know, it's like the, the makeup aisle is a cancer aisle and it's literally Seriously. smearing it on your skin every day. I mean, there's so many skincare. Skin is your biggest organ. There. I mean, you literally absorb what you put on your skin. Yeah. And they recommend, oh, use, you know, these seven different products on your face, just your face every day. And then you need your body wash and your shampoo and your conditioner and your exfoliator for your body. People are and all sick and stuff. depressed or angry. Yeah. And it's literally just giving you, toxic. you know, toxic crap. And yes, there's, you know, there's, you don't notice it short term, but why are, why is, why are so many people infertile now? Why? Tell me why so many people in America are infertile. I, I, I want to know why are people having trouble conceiving when they're young? You know, I knew people. Wi-Fi, 20- 5G, internet, all that shit too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, one thing. Oh my God. Everybody's like, you really aren't trying to get Wi-Fi. And I'm like. Well, it's on, the only Wi-Fi we have out in the country is satellite, and it's like fifty dollars for twenty gigs for the month. Nice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not paying fifty dollars for twenty gigs of data. That's stupid. Um, and you know, we wanted a low tech home anyway, so this is a perfect way to do it. And for years, everyone was like, Why are you hoarding all these CDs? There's the internet now. Oh my god, I, said, I love someday. CDs. I miss CDs so I much. Oh, oh, my whole collection got stolen. I said, someday I'm not going to have internet access, and I'm going to be glad I have all my CDs. And yes, I, I, I much more prefer physical DVDs, physical you know, video games when I play video games. Like, yeah, I mean, so I can just pull the plug and go, Oops, you bought all these movies. Um, not anymore. Like, what? Yeah. And so, you know, that's what Blaze and I have been doing is we have the CD player, we have the DVDs, and, you know, once a week we'll sit down and watch a movie or something like that. But the CDs, you know, I'm like, oh, cool, I have all this stuff. Like, I don't need the internet. And something my mother mentioned, she's like, well, if you want to homeschool, aren't you going to need the internet? And I'm like, well, there's a library down the road. No, you don't have to. And I was like, the Amish do it. The Amish don't have internet, and and they're homeschooling their kids. Just Exactly. You know? So I'm like, I don't, I don't need the internet to no, function. Books exist. You know, exactly. The first week that we lived in the house, I read a book. <laughs> got a whole book Amazing. Finished. Isn't that so, nice? You know, it's, it's just peaceful out there. And mm-hmm. I, I am happy that there is an internet because I feel like I'm not getting fried. Like, you know, I get cell service. Like I can make phone calls and I can text. I had to turn my iMessage off because I cannot iMessage. Um, you know, I'm lucky if I can send a picture to somebody mm-hmm. and the internet, like it, with my data is spotty, you know, it, the, the best hours for me to get online is in between 11 o'clock at night and like 6am in the morning. And then after that, it's like, I can send a message, but it might not send for an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. So at that point, it's just like, you get to live your life then. It's such, it's such yeah. a huge blessing. I'm, you know, ha- I'm jealous. I mean, I'm happy yeah. for you, but that's like the life, less internet. I mean, God almighty. Like I, I was getting this like exchange the other day, randomly, just sending cat memes to some random person on Twitter. I'm like, is this even a person? Like, is this person sending me cute? Does the internet know what I like, which I love cats? I don't know. Like, why am I saying that? And why am I getting involved in this sending, um, even, it's not bad, I'm sending cute images of cats, but I'm like, 
but I'm being distracted from what I'm supposed to be doing, like sewing or living yeah. my life. Like just, uh, the, the internet is so creepy. Like it's 60% of uh, Twitter or like the internet in general are just like bots. It's not even humans. Yeah. You don't even know like on Twitter, especially um, if that's a human, like if that's a human or not, it's wild. Yeah. You have no idea. And I think that it just like has gotten worse as the years go oh, on. Yeah. Yes. It's all bots. The more on the internet, the more they learn about who you are and what your proclivities and, you know, the more they can manipulate you, really, when yeah. you don't even know it. Oh, the pregnancy things I get are crazy. It's, oh, you know, God. I get all sorts of stuff for be a part of this research. Da, 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 da. My oh. friend has been getting some for adoption. Uh, huh. For putting her kid up for adoption, and she's what? like, I don't like want ads to or that. what? Yeah, ads. She's YouTube ads on uh, Facebook and uh, wow. on Instagram, Insane. stuff like that. And it's you know, uh, Blaze and I've already spoken to. We've spoken to our family members and friends, and kind of you know, we'll probably say something again right before the baby's born, and then probably oh, yeah. more than once after, just to kind of keep everybody on the same page that. We don't want any identifying information about our child online, except for we, the most anybody should know online is we have a child and that's just the end of that. You yeah. Know, People create them. social media accounts for their child, like before it's, they're born or as a born. I'm like, are you insane? You don't even have a kid's consent. Like, does, does this kid even agree to this? Like, you know how much what? The, Your the, Lord. The so many photos that are exchanged between pedophiles are photos that they found on mom's Facebooks and Instagram. Oh, yeah. Look at my baby in this bathing suit. I'm like, are you insane, dude? Are you yeah. insane? You know, and it. What the hell? Then, you know, it's maddening. Ignoring, even if you push that to the side, um, what is it? Like two thirds of credit cards in the next like 10 years or so will be all from minors that don't know that they have a credit card pulled out in their name because parents will go on Facebook and they'll post their kid's full name. They're going to post their kid's full birthday. They go to. They're yeah. like, oh, they were born at this time on this Oh, yeah, because Facebook has that thing where it's like, list everything about you. And then I, at some point, went and deleted all that, which I don't even yeah, know. Like, where do you they take advantage of your account, by the way, even if you deactivate it. Like, my, um, I've heard that, which of course they would. Like, if it's not deleted, then... Like, even if you delete it, like, it, how, who's to say it's not stored somewhere? Like, it is. It, it, they show you that you've deleted it, but I'm like, what does yeah. that really even mean in the, in the internet age? Yeah. And, you know, it's very, it's just, you know, people can steal your kid's identity. People can take those pictures and do whatever they want with them. And yep. again, kids, like you said, they can't consent. And I, you know, the way that Blaze and I have put it is, there's absolutely no harm in us not having our child on the internet, but exactly. there is absolutely the potential for harm by having them on the internet. Um, yep. You know, there, there's no harm. Like there's not going to be psychological damage because we didn't post them pooping themselves on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you yep. know, it, there's just no harm. It's not going to hurt them. And, and, you know, we both think that it will benefit in the long for run sure. because 100%. then they'll get to choose someday what they want shared, you know, and I remind people back in the day, you know, when I was a baby, my mom had a photo album and she would send a picture in the mail to the grandparents <laughs> that lived far away. And you would see them in person or you'd see a photo album. And that's how you, you don't have everything. to project or create this fake life that you want people to think that you have. There's no like acting. You're just literally living your life. God, yeah. I hate the internet. <laughs> I, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not, a, I, 
I'm not a big fan either. And before I got pregnant, my plan was to just get rid of Facebook altogether. But then I was like, oh, no, I know that there's some people who probably aren't going to respect our boundaries unless they know that they're being watched. Um, hmm. So I'm like, I, I want to make sure that people aren't just posting whatever they want of our kid on the Internet. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't I don't trust that. I need to be able to make sure of that and just be able to safeguard in that situation. God, what a time to be alive. Whoopee. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's craziness. Uh, the, I mean, the internet is just crazy. You know, Blaze just Hell uses it. it for YouTube and like Googling stuff about plants. But now that we don't have like good internet, he's just been buying books at the thrift store about plants. Yep. Um, oh yeah. That sounds you know? awesome. And it's, it's just nice. There's something like turning the page, like physical. Oh, I love And then it. bookmarking it and then quickly like getting it, not waiting for your computer to load for this damn recipe. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's so nice. I love my cookbooks. I love all those things because it's it's just nice to have a physical physical copy. reality. Yep, physical yeah, reality is where reality. it's at. You know, all the time our parents are like, you know, when we go off and do something, go on, you know, a date to the zoo or go on a little trip, and everyone's like, oh, like send a picture of you guys, and I'm like, we didn't take any pictures of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, fun. Go figure. Like, Yep. I wasn't, you know, sitting at the zoo looking at him going, okay, we got to take a selfie. Like, we're just looking at animals. We're distracted. Like, we yep. are living our lives and our focus is not got to take a picture. Like, the usually if there's a picture of us, it's because somebody else in our family is like, all right, let me get a picture of you guys. Yeah. Because otherwise, we've probably taken in the past six years, like, maybe 20 pictures. Maybe, maybe. And that's like really cutting it. Um, yeah. I, I really don't even think we've hit that because we never really, we never really stop to do that. We're usually living in the moment. And if we are taking a picture of something, it isn't of us. It's of like him taking a picture of a plant and he saw or me being like, oh, look at the cats. They're freaking yeah, cute. Exactly. I'm like, look, look at the cat. He's laying in the window <laughs> in a different position than he was five minutes ago. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yep. Or like, oh, I baked a pie and I, I want a picture of my pie that I just spent forever on because I'm only going to get one slice because I'm going to give it to everybody else and then wish I didn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> my big problem. I'm like, oh, I worked really hard on that and now it's gone. <laughs> oh, I know. I got to get into pie making. I bought this little pie weights, little oh, like, yes. ceramic balls. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that makes sense. I didn't even know you needed that. I don't know what kind no, of I use those now. for my quiches. Whenever I make a quiche, mm -hmm. I always do the crust first. And, yep. Uh, I know I'm ready for lunch too. With all the well, what about an omelet? I just thought about the neopets thing. It made me laugh so hard. I haven't thought about that since literally then. God, that made me laugh. It's been an hour and forty, and it's been fantabulous. And I'm so thankful to God that you came into my life and we found each other. And you're another spiritual God warrior, and I'm very thankful for you. And yeah, you being you, really. Me too. I feel like this could go on all day. <laughs> totally. Easily. Easily. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add? Or I usually ask, you know, is do you want the people to find you on the internet where they can find you if you want that? Uh, my, my page is private, so I won't add them. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other thing I can think to add, um, and this is, I guess, for people looking for, you know, church, don't go somewhere lukewarm. Make sure they're actually teaching something biblical. Yep. They bring out the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. You go there, they don't, they don't pull out the Bible or ask you to pull out the Bible if something's up. Like, because if, 
the, the world is crazy. And if you want to find some truth, you should go to church and, and read your Bible and get involved. But make Connect sure, the community, exactly. you know, make sure the pastor isn't afraid to speak the truth because so many are, so many churches are lukewarm and, yeah, you know, yeah. make sure, be prepared to call that out. Be prepared to speak the truth yourself when you see the truth not being told. So important nowadays. Yep. You know, we courage it. is important. Bible asks us to be courageous and not be afraid. So it's important. Be courageous and not be afraid. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. My, my best last bit of advice on life there. I think be that's the best last bit I've heard so far with my interviews. Legit. Yeah. Who cares about social media stuff? Like, yep, getting with something biblical. Let's just start yeah. doing that. Love it. Well, God bless you, Ashley. I'll talk to you uh, probably soon. <laughs> yeah, probably soon. Did you after this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> bye, bye, party bye. people. Yes, bye. Hey, hey. Hey, if you got anything out of this video, if you've enjoyed my podcast at any point in time, if you learn anything, show your support by donating to my PayPal. It would mean the world to me. I really appreciate all the support, donations, and purchases from my shop on my website, which is lindsayplatoceanart.com forward slash shop. You can buy some handmade goodies. So go shop, 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 fill them baskets. As always, thank you for supporting my work and I don't know, take it easy.